What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Cat and Cloud Podcast. Guess who's looking at me? Grace and Alex. You know them well. They're staring at me like I'm crazy because I'm sitting outside the roastery talking to myself. Talking to you, actually. I'm not talking to myself. I'm talking to you. Who am I kidding? Anyway, this is a Q&A episode. We put up a story on our Instagram and said, hey, you want to send us any questions? And you said, you know what? I got a lot of questions. We're going to send in boatloads of questions. And we got them. And we've been chipping off those questions. So this episode, we cover a lot about the coffee community. We talk about multi-roaster subscriptions, things like Misto Box. We talk about the idea of cheap coffees, what that means. Is it good or is it bad for specialty coffee? And we talk about the exploration of coffee beyond this idea of whether or not we like it, our own personal preference. And, you know, we sprinkle a little bit about what the future of coffee could hold. So if you're psyched on the idea of a Q&A episode, this is your episode. Get ready. All right, let's just get to it. Q&A. Peace. These are the re- kind of I'm questions you'll think about. I'm going to refresh. You should just start from the top because cause I'm like, I'm like, first of all, why does our opinion on that matter? And I get it a little bit. And then the second part. Well, because we're professional. No, no, no. But then it's like, even if we give an opinion, how the fuck is that going to help you? None of those questions are even helpful for anybody. They're just like looking for our opinions. Then they're what? Going to turn around and like copy our opinion? You have to have your own opinion. Like, why do you want? I don't even. Read some of those ones. You want our opinion for the same reason that you read a book on something that you're interested in not necessarily because you're going to follow it per se but you're just kind of curious about what's happening i mean i'd hope so but those kind of questions aren't the right questions to me <laughs> when you're trying to go somewhere not those aren't directions directions in, 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 in well what i mean we're, i mean i know we didn't hit record when you were reading some of these questions but some of them i'm like okay so i give a response and then you're all cool. Now I know what he thinks, but it's not nothing. Of, none of it has to do with it. Like it's not helpful. <laughs> it's like, what do you think about regional coffee subscriptions with multiple different roasters? And it's like, I mean, no matter what I think, they either exist or they don't. And you buy them or you don't. And all the roasters are different. And you get coffee at home. And so, if you want to get coffee at home, cool. That's why you. That's why you order them. They exist. And if it works, awesome. But like my opinion on it doesn't mean. I don't know. It's just not meaningful to me at all. That's the, that's what I mean with, with shit like that. So like, I want to honor the question, but I also don't want to, I don't want to just answer a question just to answer a question. Mm. Well, okay. Here's a question for you. What is your take on regional coffee? Subscriptions? <laughs> <laughs> what is your take? <laughs> uh, my take is this. Everybody's trying to figure out a sell of, fucking coffee and have a business and make money it sounds like and that is one way to do it that somebody's all oh you know what it's like being a multi-roaster but sending it to your house and then i'm like dot 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 cool they decided to try that and it will work for a super mid to low level business potentially unless like unless you're like one of the first of the scene like misto box there's that yeah okay there's actually a multiple there's a, there's multiple ways to answer this question really honestly and let's take something that, you know, seemed to be maybe not useful as per what you just said. And sure. let's, let's turn it into something useful. This will be a great exercise mm, that's, in, yeah. in opening up that box. So we can uh, talk about it from different perspectives. So consumer perspective, let's say me as a coffee drinking human, not business owner, coffee shop owner, Chris yeah, Baca, but I, coffee I drinking human, out. Chris Baca. I 
if I'm looking for a subscription, I would actually rather have it be, let's see. Yeah. Fuck. What? You want it to be a brand you want to support, right? I would, so you have I, a reason to buy it. I feel more comfortable giving money to brands that I resonate right. with so than third-party situations just because I don't know. It's often unclear what people's motivations right. are. And Misto Box has been in the game for a long time. What are some of the other ones? Angels Cup? Did I make yeah. that shit up? It sounds no, like a made-up that's, up that's name. like one of the earlier ones. There's a few of them, but yeah. I don't even know how they work. I don't even know. I don't I don't know. I mean, they're all similar things, right? Know. The idea is that they curate for you a flavor style, and then they source it from a bunch of different roasters and brands, and that's fine. So what they're trying to do is what? Find an ease, right? They're trying to do the work for you in that you want to get into specialty coffee. You don't know how to start. Come to us. We'll liaison that for you. And we'll give you, and you're going to start to learn about all these different coffee brands. And so like, that's your, that has to be your motivation, right? To like, you have to trust that this brand will, AKA in this case, we'll use Misto box that their person who's going to taste these is going to taste in a way that's calibrated enough that you can trust it. So you're like, yeah, I want a dark, robust, nutty coffee. And that's like, you know, you like to get to select all your shit on the way in. Here's what I don't fucking want. This is what I don't want. It's like, okay, that's your point. We sell coffee through Misto box. So this is not a slam or anything. No, they're awesome for that, but they're the original. So that makes sense to me. <laughs> they're the original, but also just my personal opinion. I do not want to open a Misto box box. Mm. I want to open a box from a company because I want to see what the experience is like from that company. So for right. example, with Misto box, if I'm not mistaken, at our roastery, everything gets boxed into a specific Misto box box. Yeah. It also gets bagged in a bag that's different than ours. Yeah. They're so, brand. Exactly. So right. while you do get Cat and Cloud coffee, you don't necessarily get the full Cat and Cloud experience. Absolutely. And that's kind of partially what I'm after when I'm buying coffee. I brought home coffee from the roastery today. Right. And I noticed one thing that I've been doing is I used to go into the roastery and I would gla- grab blank blue bags. Right. And I would like right on them. I would shovel coffee in there, right on them, you know, yeah. grab a sampler, four or five different coffees, put them up in the cupboard. And I noticed that I don't enjoy drinking out of blank blue bags mm. or blue bags that I just hand wrote on with a Sharpie. Right. And for the past few months, I've been taking the extra time to get the actual label for that coffee, putting it on the bag and having that live in my cupboard. And even though I own the fucking company and I know exactly where the coffee comes from, it feels like a better experience to me to have the bag in my cupboard that says Damien Chavez or the bag in my cupboard that says the answer. There's something about it when I take the bag out and I don't know what the fuck it is. It doesn't make any sense. It's completed looking. It's completed looking. Yeah, it feels like a more premium, well-rounded experience right and i'm just i'm i just want to have i want to know what people are all about right i mean that's that's the big take on why you and then typically all the companies that you want to buy the coffee from you just buy the coffee from them i mean in general the only one i in terms of all these multi-roaster subscriptions like Misto Box is the one I learned about and I learned their model and it's rad. I think Tonks originally tried to start doing that too, right? It was like, here's, you kind of like click through and it's like a choose your own adventure and then they hone in on the style. And like, I get that idea. That's cool in and of itself. But at the same time, 
that's why you would do it because you want to experience a bunch of different coffees that are quote unquote near what you like. That's, but my take on it is whatever, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) in my official take is same thing. Like I'm in a place where I already know the kind of coffees that I want, so I don't need to do that. And so it's of no interest to me personally to put what I like in the hands of somebody's interpretation based on clicks. So that's, that's fine. Like it actually could work for a lot of people. And at the end of the day, you're going to get coffee that is in the specialty grade and it'll be unique and hopefully you like it and it's worth the money you spend and it's taken care of for you. So that's fine. Uh, Otherwise you have to know your brand like you're talking about and then decide to get a subscription service from the specific brand potentially. If you don't want to have to think about ordering coffee or you just order coffee because that's also not terribly hard anymore (laughs) to do. If you want to go look at different brands and try different coffees, just uh, point and shoot on the internet. (laughs) I guess I have a hard, a really hard time looking at the question, being able to see who wrote the question talking about a very specific question knowing that that person's probably going to listen to the podcast and have us be like why the fuck would you ask that question well that's okay (laughs) (laughs) it's not like we dislike the person i mean i ask dumb questions all the time because of i have a reason though see that's the thing is like i don't know why the person's asking this my gut feeling or my default is I'm just going to assume that they're genuinely curious in some way, shape or form. Why? Who knows? Right. Because it's hard to tell when you have, you post an Instagram question tag where people have, you know, 30 characters that they can write to you. So they can write in those Dang, That's not enough. Well, I don't know. I'm just looking. Yeah. It's, I'm just making a ballpark or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, You know, people write long. It takes like three fucking things. It pops up like five times. Yeah. And I mean, as a, as a business owner, geez, I don't even care. I guess I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm just trying to be nicer about it. I mean, not that you're being mean or anything. No, I'm just being like specifically direct to how I feel. But that's the thing is like, this is how I feel. It doesn't make you weird. No, <laughs> not you meaning you, Chris, but you also mean whoever wrote that question. It's like, I would never buy, fine. I would never buy coffee from a subscription based thing that wasn't a company. I would to learn. I just wouldn't. I would to learn and that would be it for me. And that's why I would do it. I would do it literally to learn how they do it and what comes in it and what their model is. And then I'd be done with it. But that's because my default is just kind of like, see, oh, this is how they do that. That's interesting. Where would I apply maybe some little detail that they did, detail they did well, or maybe why would they do this? I would never do that or whatever the case. Like it's all so much of my shit is specifically academic, even though I have like what sounds a super intense opinion about it. That opinion doesn't reflect most of the time on how I feel about the human beings who like that shit. Well, that's exactly why I would never order from a subscription company because right. I'm like, I just want to see how the, the actual roasting company does it. Right. You know what I mean? You could right. be putting lipstick on a pig. <laughs> if you had your coffee funneled through something like Misto Box and somehow your company was just a complete pile and had a really shitty guest experience, it just gets blended in with all the other coffees on Misto Box and you have the same Misto Box experience i'm using misto box as a you know but that's good for the person that's what i'm saying so what that's if good that's their way what if they have like amazingly roasted coffee and they have this opportunity to share that but they aren't very good at the guest experience and so it's like they're smart for getting in that way and maybe getting a better expression of their own brand they should do better as a brand but what if they are just not that good at that and they're just good at roasting 
So that's where I'm also like, if you're oh, just good at people. roasting, you're not going to be in business for very long. Right. But if you're trying to just do your thing and like somehow you got in there, I'm like, cool, more power to you. Like you're getting your shit packaged better than you are doing it normal. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's like the hustler's way sometimes. So I, I'm like more power to you. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> for some reason that shit is not appealing to me. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, it's not appealing to me either, but it's a way for somebody to potentially become successful. And that makes them wise if they can recognize that, you know what I'm saying? It's you like, s- it's like a way to win. There's no way that that's going to make you successful. No, but it's a way. I not mean, even well, just a little a bit. Solo you, person, you sell like a little bit of coffee. Yeah. Maybe if you're by yourself, you might make yourself some money for a while, but you'll still have to evolve. All I'm saying is it's like people find their little niches to get themselves to the next level. And that could be one of them. Fuck. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> you could get your brand name out there. uncle zizzo's tito blend that means uncle what's the next question i don't even know if we answered his question because i don't even know our take we answered it plenty (laughs) we've got takes take it or leave it is our take the cat and cloud podcast is sponsored by steeped coffee steeped coffee combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag it's delicious coffee wherever you are you don't need a machine there's no mess all you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed and nitrogen flushed so it stays fresh and it's got a unique immersion filter that's ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staple, so there's nothing between you and your coffee experience. Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on steeped coffee at steepedcoffee.com. We'll have a link in the show notes for sure. You can ask your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or have your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you want steeped stuff full of cat and cloud goodness, you can snag that in our retail stores here in Santa Cruz and on our website worldwide. Basically, Steeped is doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portion, pre-ground innovation. Give another fun one. This one's right up your alley. Can't wait. Is cheap, quote unquote, 80 to 83 points, specialty coffee, a good or bad thing for the whole community? Oh, it's a great thing for the community. It's a great thing for the community, and I'll tell you why. We actually bought a lot of it. It's probably more than 83 points, but it's... We bought a lot of amazing coffee from Santa Barbara Mountain in Honduras. And we believe that if you can roast that coffee well, that you can highlight the things that make it great. And a lot of these farmers and potential producers are trying to get their feet wet in specialty. And they could use the income from people like ourselves purchasing that coffee and utilizing it versus them not getting it bought and going to the sea market. And so our investment in them in that region in Santa Barbara, Honduras specifically, uh, Peña Blanca, Santa Barbara Mountain area, is going to allow them to invest in their quality. So I think coffee like that is absolutely crucial and amazing for both now and especially for the future, especially coffee. End quote. <laughs> Jared out. I think when you have a question like that, the thing I immediately ask is what do we mean when we say things like the whole community? What community are we talking about? Because we talk about, we talk about the quote unquote coffee community or even the specialty coffee community. But really what we are is a bunch of little individual communities operating in different pockets of the industry with, a bunch of different goals 
and a bunch of different things we need to do really, really well. <laughs> when I see quote unquote cheap coffee, you mm-hmm. know, coffee in the low eighties, but still specialty grade, my immediate thought goes to this is what most people are selling anyway. Right. This is what most brands are putting in the coffees that they sell the most of. Most of what's moving product wise. Okay. A specialty coffee roastery isn't too different than the specialty coffee market where you have a small amount of the market that demands really high prices for green coffee. Those are kind of like the show ponies. Those Uh are the things that you see pop up in competitions or 90 plus or whatever the fuck you want to, you know, there's less of them. However you want to play. There's a lot less of them than you think. Right. But the things that make the money, the things that allow from my understanding, you know, producers to have some sort of sustainability or some sort of livelihood are the coffees that are a little bit lower scoring, maybe a little less sexy. There's just a lot more of it and it's a lot easier to deal with. And that parallels what happens in a company, which is the single origins that people send to get reviewed that people talk about in their marketing occupy a relatively small portion of the menu and bigger, more, um, what do you call it? Accessible blends make up the bulk of the money that they're making. So for us, we have these flagship coffees like the answer or the night shift or friend zone, all of these things that monetarily are really the thing that make our company run. We sell Mm -hmm. far more of those coffees than anything else. It's kind of like the 80, 20 method. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and then we have these really amazing, way more expensive single origin offerings that I'm not even going to say they're more exciting because I drink things like the answer just as much as I drink something like Damien Chavez, because I think they're, just occupy different spaces. Yeah. You know, for my brain, like I love coffee that's well developed and balanced coffee that I can sit with. And it's interesting enough to catch my attention, but I don't have to have my thinking hat on to enjoy it. I, yeah. I fucking love coffees like that. So I wouldn't even say anyone's better or worse. No, there's so much we can unpack here. But I say that both of these things, these really uber high end, 90 plus coffees and these coffees that are in these low eighties serve the community in different ways and serve different portions of the community. Like if we took the lower end specialty coffee out of the equation, not only what you said happens, there's no avenue for the producers to move the bulk of their product or to kind of dip a toe in the water and get in the game. Yeah. We actually won't sell coffee. We're also not going to sell. Yeah. We're not going to sell enough coffee to be a sustainable business at the prices that these super rare single origin coffees are demanding. And you're not even talking cat and cloud. We're talking the coffee industry. I'm talking the coffee industry. I mean, this is what people do. This is what everybody does most literally. And this is okay. And it's also good. They buy that 84 point coffee as and we'll we'll use the term 80-20 for the sake of this. It might be different numbers, but... And they put together a blend. 80% of it is 84-point coffee. The other 20% is like 86-point coffee to average out the 
overall flavor into something that they want that is a nice, tasty experience. And it allows for growth in both their company in the industry to hit a, a flavor marker and to sell more coffee. This is also why you'll see a lot of other companies that are quite a bit larger than ours having the same name of the coffee year in and year out. So, and that's what they do. They buy a bunch of small lots, blend them all together and call it something. And that is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And we'll do something similar, not literally like this, but for the answer, because the answer needs to taste a certain way. So we're going to find coffees in the regions that we pick for the answer that are going to taste how they need to taste for the answer to work. And that's what we're going to consistently do. And it has to always hit some form of price point for it to work for us. It's got to so hit a price can point. Buy it. And that's how this all, this all works. This is the business of it. And I guess that's an, enough of that from me. I, I also keep thinking about the community is like a frustrating word for me to hear anyway, just because the community is everyone. There's no community and especially coffee. What is there like a food community? I get it when you're trying to say like, we're all baristas or some of us are in the industry, whatever that means. Like we actually physically work in it, but our community is anybody who drinks coffee. So there is no, is this good for the community or not? What's good for the community is anything that drives it forward period. And that community goes worldwide global. There's well, too many people touching it. That's exactly what I'm saying is yeah. we don't have a community. There's no we such have thing. many small communities all revolving around this thing of coffee. Right. And what those community mean what those communities mean to certain people is different. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's a movement that captures a great deal of a lot of those small communities attention. And sometimes there's small movements inside individual communities that just live within those communities. Right. So and I think the that is the direction of the world mm -hmm. right now. And that's one of the byproducts of the internet and things like this that you're listening to right now is that <clears throat> gatekeepers are slowly kind of transitioning to be this thing of the past. Everyone's got a platform. Mm -hmm. Everyone can speak on things that are really important to them and find their own little crew, audience, tribe. I fucking hate it when people use the word tribe. It sounds super corny to me. Oh, my tribe. Found yeah. my tribe online. It's what kind of the same thing as, are you in it? <laughs> what do you call your tribe? Right. It's like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, but you can find people, people, you can find people that you, you resonate with and you have these little niches mm -hmm. and everyone has this, this niche and what you want out of that niche is different. And I think that's really cool. Right. And I think that's why <clears throat> as <clears throat> subsectors of a community, just like in business, we need to identify the things that we value the most. We need to identify what's important to us, what we want to get out of that community, and what we want to contribute to that community, and how that all works. Right. Because, it's just like like you said, saying the community is too big. It's it, impossible. It washes it out. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's a good thing in some capacity because everybody does have a platform. I mean, there's so many amazing new contributors to specialty coffee. And there's going to continue to be more because it's more accessible. And that's good. I think maybe what we hopefully could do through this podcast is help people to recognize that there's no there's no need for any sort of pretension where I think a lot of people get into specialty coffee and go straight to the top of pretension and get afraid to talk about how they used to drink folders or how they used to drink these things and they have to like live this dumb shame life. Like tell you right now there's no reason for it and you can just go straight into like this is where I was this is where I'm going this is what I found out this is what I learned I'm really excited about it and there's places for everybody there I don't check my DMs too much but I did the other week because I posted a post of myself at Pete's oh, I got yeah. a 
12 ounce dark roast with room and fucking steamed heavy cream on top of that. And I posted a little snippet of me drinking it. And I had more messages from that yep. than anything They're that like, I posted. You drink People that were shit? like, what are you doing? Yeah. And some of them Get were really it. thoughtful. Like someone asked, do you always drink cream with dark roasted coffee? Which I thought was a pretty good question. Um, no, I'll drink dark roasted coffee by itself, but I do enjoy dark roasted coffee with cream. Some nice creaminess yeah, is good. Cream is good. Yeah. But I, I've, I love... I love that. I don't know. I like to explore everything that's going on. And I'm not going to pretend that for a good portion of my life, I didn't drink. Dude, I used to take the Mr. Coffee at home. And we drank coffee all the time. But I'd take the Mr. Coffee and I was like, how can I fuck with this? Right. So I would take hot chocolate packets, Mm -hmm. you know, powdered hot chocolate packets. And I would put the chocolate in the brew basket with the ground coffee and gotta i gotta see what happens i would brew like a you know a mocha right <laughs> like a modesto mocha we'll call it because like i don't know you know i'm in high school i don't know what the fuck's going on i'm like i like chocolate i like coffee we could just mix this together let's see what happens i'm like oh this tastes kind of weird maybe i'll just put some vanilla creamer in there to just kind of round it off right and i have this sweet creamy thing and i would make that and I wouldn't always drink that, but it's like, I don't know. There's some curiosity there. If you're not curious as to what these things taste like, as to what different coffees taste like, if you're too in your bubble to go out and see what's going on in the rest of the world, I think that's kind of a, I think that's kind of a bummer. And it, it doesn't mean that you don't know what you like. Like I know exactly what I like and I'm really picky most of the time, but I can branch out and get weird with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I there's some sort of freedom that I have of being able to let go, you know. And I used to be this guy where you go on a trip or you go on an airplane. It's like, I'm going to go on an airplane. I need to be in the fucking Aeropress Mile High Club. I'm going right. to bring my hand crank grinder. I'm going to bring the coffee. And it's like, dude, I'll just drink the coffee that's on the airplane. Yeah, it's fine now. And just remember what that was like. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why I, that's kind of what I was getting at, at the in that first question. You know, we seem mean. It's like. Somebody would hear you say what you just did about the chocolate and the thing. And all you were is curious. And they'd be like, that's so fucking stupid. That's lame. And it's like, yeah, they might think that. It doesn't really matter. You tried it for the reason you tried it. And that's why I'm like, yeah, I might disagree with the question somebody asked. But it's the same thing. It's like, you got to ask those questions for yourself. I'll do it all day long. I did the same shit. What can I mix in here? Brittany still, my wife hates it because I'll try weird stuff with food that I'm making at home. And I'm like, I'm going to try this. She's like, that's our grocery budget. What's if it doesn't taste good? And it's like, it'll taste fine. I'll eat it no matter what. But it's it's the same thing. It's like, it might work. It might not. Follow the recipe exactly, and it's going to come out like this. But also, if I tweak it, it might be better. It might be worse. This is just like... This kind of dovetails... Super important, Perfectly into a conversation that we had earlier where you were talking about going on the floor, bringing an extra hopper, throwing some coffee in, pulling some shots of right. a random coffee, maybe roasted for espresso, maybe not. It's just coffee off the shelf, grabbed it from the roastery, yeah. went down to the cafe and ripped it. And the conversation that you have with people, which is, okay, what is it? What does it taste like? What are you tasting? And having those first impressions of people being like, I don't like it. It's right. Like, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> that's not what we're talking that, that's about. That's not the whole point of the thing. Right. You know, the point is some sort of exploration. Like, let's just put aside what you like and what you don't like for a second. And right. let's just talk about what we're tasting. Let's just talk about the extraction. Let's talk about how balanced it is. Let's talk about how sweet it is. Let's talk about, you know, how it sits on your tongue and all these different things. And for some coffee professionals, that is so fucking hard. So hard. And we've kind of transitioned into this other 
other realm, which is actually we're answering another question. Oh, that perfect. Got, that got wrote in. See, we're doing a and a episode here. It's beautiful. We're really freaking making it happen, it's dude. Beautiful. It's it's the best thing. In when we, the question is, what do you think the next step in coffee is, and how do you think we can be better? And I think we're kind of speaking on how we can be better and that's for people who are deep in the game and completely defined by what they do in this barista world is a little fucking open-mindedness to kind of get outside the box try some new things not be super attached to result but just go on an exploration right go on a journey see what happens maybe it sucks sure eight times out of ten maybe you make something like i don't really like that that's fine that's absolutely fine that's okay you You take that you put it in your data bank Mm -hmm. and you move on right in the same way that you would do with wine or beer, you know, there's a million different kinds. So many. there's not good and bad. It's right. just, Oh, this was interesting. Not really my preference, but good to know. See, I think that having that open mind and that curiosity is, I, I do believe the next step because this, that little exercise that I did and I'm going to do, I'm just calling it the hopper. I'm going to roll in with the hopper. I'm just like, just, and then I'll take a hopper off of, of, of a, grinder and put it on i got one better for you dude what? you run a whole campaign around get to the hopper get to the hopper <laughs> and then we'll say we'll have like a whole we could do it can with we fire thing. up a meme right now it what was interesting though is we go through that and we start we start this first spot which is i don't like it oh it's weird and and then we go to optimizing it and saying okay instead of trying to tell me what you like or dislike just find the balance with me and then by the end it's like oh that's really chocolatey and it's round and, and then they're like what coffees are in there and i'm like well Wilson Morales's Honduran coffee is in there and it's roasted as dark or darker than we've ever taken a coffee. And it's 40% of the coffee in there. The thing also, and I know, and this is maybe overwhelming for this podcast, but it was also overwhelming for the team. I was like, we can talk more in depth about how this works too, but it's a fast roast. So there's, you're going to get that chocolatiness, but that's also why you're tasting all this sweetness and all this other stuff in there. And it's hard for you to kind of identify because you haven't had coffees like that from us as espresso. And so we walk through it. And by the end, it's like, wow, that's really cool. And they're like, why'd you do it? And I was like, because it's interesting to see that you might assume if I were to tell you that this coffee was roasted like the after party, like our darkest coffee on the menu, you might say to yourself, that's not going to taste good. And by the end of it, it's not going to taste any, it's going to taste a certain way. It's not going to be what we want to serve. By the end of how we dialed in this coffee together, you're like, not only is that good, one of our baristas, Kylie, was like, my mom would really like that. And I think she would start to understand especially coffee better. And I was like, that's kind of the point. <laughs> it's, and all the details we can teach you over time. You don't need to remember all the details. What I'm here to talk about is that's Wilson Morales. You've tasted it in this one way, hyper sweet, hyper candy, hyper blackberry. Now it tastes like chocolate and just like round oranges and mostly chocolate. And you like it. And it's the same coffee and it's completely different than you expected it to be. And that's enough for today, aside from how we played with dialing it in. So you can kind of learn some technicalities and feel good about yourself as a barista. But that's it. We're not, it's not better. It's not worse. In fact, if I would have told you that's fresh crop Wilson Morales, you might taste it and immediately say that's not good if you didn't know what you were thinking ahead of time. You'd be like, oh, that's not as good as it was last year. But you don't have all the information and there's so much to explore and there's so many different angles. So to your point, open mindedness and recognizing that everybody has an ability to intentionally make whatever coffees they bring in taste a certain way, whether it's green to roasted, whether it's from roasted coffee to espresso or brewed coffee. Like you have a lot of leeway and a lot of play into making something taste how you want it to. 
And then it's your job to make it mean something to whoever is going to get it from you <laughs> after that. Because it's already going to mean something to you, hopefully. Um, it's, it was just interesting to me, dude. It was hella fun. And that was just the beginning. I like, I'm going to mix with so much coffee. It's going to be great.